If you run a business, Bank of Clark County has you covered. Offering cash management services to automate and simplify your business banking, streamlined digital banking, and merchant payment processing that's a one-stop solution. Plus, Bank of Clark offers corporate credit cards that help you optimize capital, organize expenses, and enhance your business. Whether you're looking to earn points faster or lower your APR, Bank of Clark County has the card that's right for you. Member FDIC. Check out the latest footwear innovation from Adidas, the AdiZero Adios Pro 2, which features carbon fiber energy rods that are both lightweight and precisely tuned for a more anatomical transition. Everything from the ultra-light polyester upper to the re-sculpted midsole and the reinvented outsoles are designed for speed. Visit adidas.com to learn more today. You're listening to Wellness Talk with your host, George Batista. Welcome to the show, everybody. Glad you guys could be with me this week. This is Wellness Talk, the show that goes over the latest in health and healing and nutrition and fitness and everything we can do to live a long, happy, and healthy life. Hope you guys had a good week and ready to uh, hear some good articles. This show is your weekly uh, health and wellness update, and it's for educational purposes only. It is not intended to treat, diagnose, prevent, or cure any illnesses. And uh, this show um, is not intended to uh, cure anything, obviously. So please always consult your physicians when wanting to make major changes in health or uh, embark on any new health programs. You can go to georgebatista.com where I do consulting on a regular basis. And uh, you guys want to talk to me there. Uh, always love uh, speaking with you and uh, working with people as well. Um, you can go to Facebook uh, forward slash wellness talk to read the articles that I go over. And you can get me also at wellness talk at hotmail.com to, uh, for any questions you would like uh, answered. And I'm also now, just so you guys know, I'm on Twitter as well. So um, you can get me at Twitter at George Batista Jr. That's George Batista Jr., which is JR. Um, so you can find me there. I'm going to be posting uh, some updates on that. So, so those of you who are on Twitter, you can follow me there as well. That's something new that I'm doing. I've actually uh, was never big on uh, Twitter, but I figured I decided as a, as a new outlet, I think that would uh, help get some more of the information out. So it's a good thing here. All right, this week we're going to go over uh, some information regarding magnesium and how it's protective against heart disease risk. That's from Life Extension. We're going to go over fitness lowers cancer risk. Uh, and this is a 20-year study. So this is important for those of you who want to, who are getting older, because they studied people who are older as far as um, their exercise habits. 
This is from Baseline of Health Foundation. We're going to go over the best ways to afford organic food. Those of you who, um, you know, always who who think maybe the organic food is a little uh, rough on the budget or it's um, maybe a little too expensive, I'm going to go over some tips and uh, that you guys can. Uh, you know that can help as far as budget when it comes to eating a little more organically uh, we're going to talk about yoga and how uh, the new science on yoga this is mainstream science from science daily how it stimulates brain function and we're going to go over 13 tips from dr mccola for living happy wild and free so i think you guys will like that and i'm going to time permitting i'm going to i'll take a question as well so let's get started. Uh, first, the first article. This is from Life Extension. This is a meta-analysis which which finds that magnesium is protective against heart disease risk. Now, this was um, this was published on the May 29, 2013 American Journal of Clinical Nutrition um, section, and it adds evidence to a protective effect against magnesium against cardiovascular risk now they've studied magnesium for a long time uh, you know when it comes to cardiovascular issues but this is just uh, the latest research on it now this is from the Harvard researchers uh, the Harvard researchers selected uh, 16 studies that examined an association between serum magnesium or dietary magnesium with cardiovascular disease, ischemic heart disease, and fatal ischemic heart disease risk. Now, the studies here included a total of uh, 313,000 men and women, uh, and among uh, those, 11,000 had cardiovascular disease and 7,000 had ischemic heart disease. Okay, so we're talking about people who are already dealing with heart issues and already had some kind of heart disease or heart problems and um, with within the time frame there were 2,686 fatal ischemic heart disease events in the combined study populations okay now I'll tell you what they found an analysis of the studies uh, that examined the effects of serum magnesium found a 30% lower risk of of cardiovascular disease in association with each 0.2 micromole per liter increase in the mineral or in magnesium as well as trends toward lower ischemic heart disease and fatal ischemic heart disease risk now additionally there was a 22 uh, percent lower risk of ischemic heart disease with each 200 milligram per day increase in magnesium intake now let's go over this in lay language Basically, magnesium is one of the most important minerals you can have in your uh, in your daily uh, intake. And the the issue here, especially recently, is that magnesium is one of the things that you uh, have deficiency that most people have deficiencies in now. And more and more, when you look at tests, and even doctors are saying this, when you're looking when you're looking at tests they're finding that their people's magnesium levels are way low and when they come in for you know whatever it is that they're being diagnosed uh, with and and um, this is an issue because now our, you have to remember our soils now are depleted of magnesium you know hundreds of years ago it was different it was it was you know 
a lot more magnesium in the soil when it came to farming and things like that and but nowadays uh, our the soils are so depleted in magnesium and then you have to count the you know the pesticides and the sprays and all these things that they put on the food and all that so it's really a lot harder to get magnesium in the diet than it was before now you know magnesium is one of the most protective things because what it does it helps with uh it helps with relaxation of the vascular system it helps with endothelial uh the endothelial lining of the of your um of your arteries it helps um with blood pressure and this has been studied for years as far as magnesium with blood pressure and stuff like that but there are so many other things it you know magnesium has been shown to help people with asthma has been shown to uh help with um with gut imbalance has been shown i mean just so many things that magnesium helps with but getting it in the diet is one of the hardest things to do because again it's just number one people are not eating the greatest diets in the world but number two because the soils are depleted in it so what you want to do is you want to you these days you have to constantly get magnesium in your diet so some of the ways you can do that you can get magnesium in your nuts and seeds you can get magnesium in your green leafy vegetables you know whether it's broccoli or or um or spinach you know those things are high in magnesium you want to try to get as much as you can in it uh but those of you who feel that you can't you know that you or or if you're not eating that type of diet then you want to go with a uh you know a good magnesium supplement i'm always suggesting at least 200 milligrams of magnesium per day um if you're dealing with any kind of heart issues then you want to go up to 5 or 600 milligrams but um you know and i would suggest magnesium um citrate or magnesium malate something like that best forms of magnesium for the body to take because there are things like magnesium oxide out there and a lot of the food now is laced with magnesium oxide if you look at your if you look at some of the packages that um some of the foods come in you can read the ingredients and a lot of it will say magnesium oxide that's not a form that the body is going to be readily used it's actually a form that's it's just not uh not available to the body. You want to get things like again magnesium citrate, magnesium malate, things like that. Um they're better better utilized by the body. They don't have any uh, issues uh cuz magnesium oxide has been shown to have certain side effects. So um I would stick with those, but magnesium very very important. Um it's also been shown also uh with platelet platelet aggregation it's shown even to affect your hdl uh protein as well as better glucose uh homeostasis so um uh, you know those of you who you know who really want to protect your heart in general and just protect your health in general magnesium 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 i can't say it enough um it's just very very important make sure you're getting it a lot of times your multivitamin will have it as well so make sure you have that Next baseline of health foundation this is from John Barron uh and this is fitness lowers cancer risk 20 years on and on so now this was new research uh this is from the University of Vermont in Burlington and they found that men with high fitness levels while in their early 50s were much less likely to be diagnosed with cancer in their 70s uh than their less fit counterparts. Now this is kind of a no-brainer I think. You know, we've known that that fitness can lower the risk of all types of diseases um 
you know, this is, you know, they've done many, many studies on this. This is just another one. This was uh, the men at the Cooper Institute. They were uh, timed and categorized by age. Now, those between the ages of 40 and 49 were, were uh, who were the least fit averaged less than 13.5 minutes on maximum treadmill incline. Now, the least fit between the ages of 50 and 59 managed uh, an average of less than 11 minutes, and the 60 and older group remained on the treadmill for less than 7.5 minutes. Now, they examined the health records of the men over the course of the following 20 to 25 years, and that's, that's an important, this is why I like this type of thing, because you're examining this over a good number of years, you know, 20 to 25 years, especially when you're starting in your 40s and 50s, because you got to remember that at that time, that is the time where your risk for disease goes up. Okay, so when you get to your 50s all the way to your 70s, this is, you know, especially those who are not taking good care of themselves, your, mis- your, mis- your risk dramatically goes up. You got to remember because you, you're, you know, you start to get to weak weak spots and weak points uh, when you get to that point, whether it's uh, weak points in your, your, your um, you know, heart disease risk, you know, so heart disease is always a weak, weak point when you get to those, you know, when you get to that age, but also, uh, you know, your cells are not working as properly, your immune system is a little, you know, going down a little further uh, as far as um, not functioning, op- you know, not functioning optimally, um, just things start to break down little by little. So, uh, so that's why it's, a, it's, it's good to kind of research in, in this uh, age range. Now, um, so examining the health records, you know, the following 20 to 25 years, the researchers noted that 2,332 of them developed prostate cancer, 277 developed lung cancer, and 276 developed colon cancer. Of these, 347 men were cancer fatalities, and another 159 died of cardiovascular disease. Okay, so those were the numbers that they were dealing with. Now, based on the initial fitness evaluation taken at some point in 1970s, the fittest men during middle age were found to have a 68% lower risk of getting lung cancer, 38% lower risk of colon cancer two decades later. So, um, this is very, very important. So, again, you know, within that time frame, I mean, obviously you want to make sure that you're exercising, I, you know, throughout your life, but, you know, but definitely when you're getting into your 40s and 50s, when those risks go up, if you, you want to even out those risks, okay, that's the main thing. And this is what I tell people, especially when I'm dealing with people who are in their 50s and 60s, you know, you want to even out those risks. And the only way to do that, okay, is to, is to you know, uh, is to bring up what you're doing as far as lifestyle and health, whether it's you know eating and fitness and so on. You want to bring that up to a good level, which is going to bring your risk back down because by default, your risk will start going up just as far as aging, just normal aging. Okay, So in order to even that out, you have to do more as you get older because things, again, start to break down. You start to get the weaknesses and so on and so forth. So this is showing that exercise has helped reducing that risk, especially within the 50, 60, 70 year range. Um, and we all want to grow old gracefully. So this is another this is another good tip on that. So again, make sure you exercise. Get some kind of, whether it's cardiovascular uh, weight training or strength training to me is one of the best things to do because it's going to help you um, in general. All right. 
those of you who are um you know i i, I talk to a lot of people who tell me that they can't you know can't afford organic food and it is true that organic food can be more expensive and the portions can be smaller okay those of you who go you know looking for organic food in your health food store you notice that it could be a small portion but it's twice twice as much money and and why is that well you also have to remember uh right now that at the federal level you know you've it's an uneven playing field okay so you know farmers that choose to grow genetically engineered you know foods and things like that that have chemicals on it and you know they receive subsidies they receive subsidies from you know and financial aid from the government because you know they they're throwing all these chemicals and these things and they they tend to it's it, you know big agriculture they tend to they tend to grow their foods in in that way where whereas it is those smaller farmers uh who want to grow without the um the expensive or, or, or without the uh the chemicals and and without the genetically modified type of stuff um they don't get the subsidies from the government so you have to remember that there's you know there's always this uneven playing field that's going on but this is from natural news this is Jonathan Benson and this is helpful ways to better afford organic food on a tight family budget. So those of you who are dealing with a tight budget, maybe these are some tips you can try. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go through this. We have here um, seven tips. Uh, and the first tip here is to buy local. Okay, so you know, you, and and this is a great idea because um, though not always certified organic by the USDA, many of the foods sold at local farmers markets are are likely grown uh, using organic methods and I'm and I'm quoting this in fact many local farmers and backyard uh, gardeners employ growing methods that exceed certified organic standards and yet are able to and and yet they're able to sell their goods for less as a result of not having to pay the you know, USDA organic certification so those of you who are living in places where you can buy with some of your local organic farms do that because you can definitely get some Good stuff from there, and the prices can be, you know, reasonable. All right. Number two, take advantage of generic organic, and this is very, very important. Those of you who go to Costco's, uh, whether it's Costco, Publix, Trader Joe's, uh, even Walmart, a, a lot of those, um, a lot of those places now have their own brand that are uh it's a generic brand whether it's the Costco brand or the Walmart brand or the or the Publix brand but a lot of those have their own brand and with that um a lot of their brands are organic okay so definitely look out for that because they tend to be uh a little less expensive than the uh more you know more known um expensive organic brands okay so um, look out for those when you're shopping because um, they can be just as good. And I, you know, again, I always say read the labels, and I've gone through reading the labels here on this show. But read the labels, but definitely take advantage of those if you find those because those those can be you know just just as good as the big the big uh, brands that you see out there. Number three, buy in bulk. Now you can look for organic items sold in bulk, as purchasing in high volumes will almost always translate into lower costs cereals noodles beans sauces oils all different types of things you know will help you stock up if you buy in bulk and again places like um, bj's and costco's sam's club all those things those are sold specifically in bulk many of those you know many of their items are bulk so i would suggest you know if you want to buy a lot of the stuff buy from them 
and in bulk because a lot of those tend to have organic and organic in bulk. Number four, grow your own food. Now, you know, this you know, may this is for people who have backyards, you know, but um this is something you can definitely do. Grow your own food and you know, it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but try try planting just one or two crops and then move forward from there. You know, I I do that in my backyards. Uh, you know, I have pear trees, I have uh, cherry trees, I have some tomato uh, plants and things like that. And it's great because, you know, when the season comes around, um, this is something you and your family can pick together, you know, and, and um, you know, and, and eat this stuff. And even invite friends and neighbors or, you know, um, or if you have, um, I know I have a cherry, I mean, I have a pear tree that is huge. And, uh, I mean, I can't eat all the pears off the trees because there's just hundreds and hundreds of them. So what I do is I take bulks of them and I give them to friends and family. And I share them, you know, and these are great, great-looking pears. Um, the season's going to be coming up soon, so I'm excited about that. But that's another way you can do it uh, to get some more organic food onto your plate. Um, next one, become a coupon shopper. Uh, you know, you, some people think that coupons are, you know... A, are, that are available only for cheap processed foods, but that's not true. Many of the popular natural and organic brands also offer coupons. Okay, and um, so you know, look forward, look for that. You know, coupons with organic brands. A lot of the uh, organic milks out there, I, I've seen them. Organic milks and the almond milks, those have um, many, many have the coupons with it. So. You know, check for those coupons because I think uh, you'll be able to find them. And and then next, uh, join a cooperative. And again, I'm going to uh, quote this one. This is building upon the idea of buying in bulk. Many families trying to eat healthy will join a local cooperative, also known as a co-op. These organized buying systems combine the purchasing power of multiple families to get the best deals on things like unprocessed dairy, local meats, fresh produce, and other healthy items. So. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, and, and, and actually you can, you can learn more about, uh, the local, uh, local, um, cooperatives near you by going to www.localharvest.org. Okay. So that's a, uh, that's a website you can go to and get some information on local food co-ops, but check it out. So I hope these tips, uh, help you out. But again, you know, read the article, but, uh, it, you know, has some really good tips on this, uh, for those of you who are looking for that. Next, Science Daily. This is mainstream science, and this is 20 minutes, uh, 20 minute bout of yoga stimulates brain function immediately after. Now, now this, the effects of yoga have been studied for many, many years. Now, we all know that yoga is great for relaxation, to help with focus, to help with breathing, to help with all different types of things. Help with not only, not only just the physical aspects of flexibility, and and even muscle tone, things like that. But um, now we're showing, there's a new report now that shows that a single 20-minute session of Hatha Yoga significantly improved participants' speed and accuracy on tests of working memory and uh, in, uh, inhibitory control. Uh, two measures of brain function associated with the ability of main, to maintain focus and take in, uh, retain, and uh, you know use new information. Participants performed significantly better immediately after the yoga practice than than after moderate to vigorous aerobic exercise for the same amount of time. So think about that for a second. 
These people did 20 minutes of yoga, okay, but yet they performed better cognitively than people who did vigorous aerobic exercise for the same amount of time. How interesting is that? Now, we all know that yoga, I mean, that, you know, aerobic exercise and just exercise in general is also great for the body and also great for the brain as well. But, um, and it, studies have shown that long-term uh, exercise, as far as vigorous exercise, has shown, you know, to make you happier, to uh, stimulate your brain function, to make you focus better. But this is showing that literally right after the yoga exercise, your brain actually is able to perform better um, and focus better. And, I, and that would make sense because if you're doing yoga correctly, you're actually focused on what you're doing. Your your mind is in the moment. And that's where the difference between things like yoga and, you know, for example, exercise and, and um, you know, whether it's strength training or, or cardio training. A lot of people tend to put on their favorite music and just, and just you know, uh, listen to their music and think about all these things while they're while they're working out. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's it's great. It's, it's a great thing, and I do that regularly. But um, the thing with yoga is that yoga you're taught more to focus on what you're doing. There's no um, there's no you know you don't have headphones blasting in your ear, for example. You may have some nice music in the background, but you're you're focused to to gaze at certain points. Let's say gaze at your fingertips or gaze at the wall. Uh, or you're focused on your breathing, and you tend to be more focused and more sharp at that point. So, you know, it's it's two different ways of doing things. But um, those of you who do yoga on a regular basis, you're doing great for your brain. And, um, you know, so make sure you keep doing it. And that's just 20 minutes of yoga. Imagine if you're doing a, an hour or an hour and a half of a yoga class. So, you know, think about it. This is good stuff. All right. Next, this is from Mercola, Dr. Mercola. This is 13 tips for living happy, wild, and free. Now, we all want to do that, okay? So, I would read this. I'm going to go over these quickly. Um, these are some good tips. Um, and some of this is based off of an article that, uh, that someone wrote here, okay? And he kind of uh, cites the article as well, and then he adds his own. But... Uh, I, th I think you got to, you know, definitely read this article because it's very, very important. This is, the article is actually, it was a featured article, Richard, uh, written by Lynn Newman. And, um, she had put the 10 tips, uh, for living happy, wild, and free. So Dr. McCullough put these tips down here and, um, added a few things. So first of all, review the happy list. So, on there, there's a happy list that they had published with 22 things that happy people do differently. So review that list. So those of you who are reading this article, first review that. So it's very good. That's number one. But number two, write a list of simple things that give you pleasure and do them at least a few times a week. So writing, you know, writing down the things that bring you a sense of pleasure and happiness and reviewing the list on a regular basis can really help you to carve out some time to do those simple things and then reinforce the belief uh, in those things, okay? So that's very important. Number three, get moving. Exercise, exercise, exercise. And remember, exercise boosts uh, levels of health-promoting brain chemicals like serotonin, dopamine, and neuroepinephrine. And this helps to buffer, 
you know, effects of stress and relieve symptoms of depression and so on and so forth, help your mood as you go along through the day. So get moving You want if you want to feel happier and healthier just in general. Number four, eat light and eat right. Now what you eat directly impacts your mood and energy levels, okay? So obviously if you're eating garbage, uh, or processed foods and things like that, you're going to be more susceptible to chronic disease, but you're also going to be more susceptible to your energy going down. Okay, so make sure you're eating not only good food, but also you got to remember eat, uh, don't overstuff yourself, don't overeat. Eat just when you're getting, you know, when you're getting your full signal. Okay, make sure you eat to your full signal. Do not go past that because that's where a lot of people tend to have problems. You start getting into things like leptin resistance and things like that. A lot of people will eat right through their full signal, uh, or their full signal, or their leptin is not just not registering in their brain, and, and they just you know eat right through it. And I've gone through uh, you know articles on that in the past. So, but anyway, eat light and eat right. That's that's the that's number four. Number five, take a cold shower. Sounds weird, right? But why why would we say this? Well. Exposure to cold temperatures via cold water may offer health-boosting benefits virtually to everyone. Taking a cold shower increases your circulation and helps to minimize inflammation. It also tends to leave you feeling energized and invigorated. So, I know it may sound like an extreme thing, but a cold shower, it's a good thing. Number six, talk less and listen more. Um, you know... Talking less and listening more can help you uh, can help increase heart-centered communication. So, listening helps you soak in the wisdom of others and lets you quiet your mind. Okay, so listen a little bit more. Number seven, get some sunshine every day. Why? Vitamin D. We all know that. I talk about that constantly. Safe sun exposure. Okay. Vitamin D. You want your vitamin D. The higher your vitamin D levels, the better your mood. Okay, and um, and just being just being out there in general in nature sometimes will help to you know bring your mood up okay so get your you know get yourselves out there in nature uh help uh, stimulate your mood number 8 turn off the tv this is very very important evidence shows that cutting back on tv time can add years to your life according to one study every hour of tv that you watch equates to 22 minutes reduction in life expectancy Okay, 22 minutes, uh, and for every hour, think about that. And you know, not only that, if you're watching, you know, obviously, if you're sitting there watching one of those reality shows, which is absolutely brainless, you're not stimulating your brain at all. You're just literally you're dulling your senses when you're watching this stuff. You know, turn the TV off. Do something stimulating, or you know, read a book. <laughs> Please read a book. Do some kind of something that's going to stimulate your brain or something like that. But uh, you know, engage in something, you know, play with your children, but, um, you know, turn off the TV if you want to be a happier person. It's, it's especially, especially with the news out there, you know, please, you want to, you want to turn off the TV as, uh, as many times as you can. Number nine, create. As the, uh, as the author states, you don't have to be an artist to be, cre to be creative. Just, you know, it could be in any form. It could be gardening, cooking, dancing, singing, take up a new hobby, do something to create. Especially those of you who are getting older, you know, towards retirement age, um, start creating some new things. Get some new hobbies out there, okay? It's gonna, this, these things will make you happier. Number 10, enjoy nature. 
okay enjoy nature spend time listening to nature you know take your shoes off walk in the grass uh, walking barefoot, grounding yourself to the earth has a wide range of benefits over and above simply feeling connected to the earth. Again, take up gardening, um, you know, planting, just do something just to be out in nature on a regular basis. These are great tips. These are things that you guys should be doing on a regular basis to live happy and healthy, especially now that we're going into summer months here. Uh, so this is some good tips for you. Uh, we got actually a few more tips, you know, um, Express gratitude. Okay, that's a that's another tip that you want to do. Okay, and uh, laugh it up. Laugh, laugh, laugh. Laughing causes your body to release beneficial chemicals like endorphins, which are natural painkillers that contribute to, you know, a sense of well-being, uh, and it helps to counteract you know, the stress hormones like cortisol hormones, and and um, that cause your blood vessels to dilate. So now researchers have found that even just anticipating laughter can increase your uh, your endorphin levels, and also help to boost your immune system and reduce inflammation in your body just anticipating laughter okay so if you are going to watch TV watch something that's gonna make you laugh okay alright so um, those are some tips now there's a few other tips that Dr. McCullough added on here but these are just some general tips to, to help you live a more of a happy wild and free life hope you guys got some good information out of that and finally, we got a quick question here I just wanted to address. This was from Eric. He says, I'm 47 years old, generally in good health. However, I, uh, sorry. However, I've noticed that I tend to get heart palpitations on occasion. This happens especially when I'm stressed. Is there anything I can help with this? Well, Eric, um, you know, heart palpitations, or a lot of people generally call it atrial fibrillation, you know, first thing I would recommend right off the bat is make sure you get yourself tested, get your heart tested, get some kind of echocardiogram, go to your doctor, talk to your doctor about it, make sure there's no structural problems, make sure there's you know, nothing going on there that's a serious. Now, atrial fibrillation, you know, can be a serious thing, so definitely get that checked out, okay, but... You have to remember that the heart has electrical signals that goes, uh, you know, that goes into it, and sometimes those electrical signals can be uh, affected. And, and you know, things like stress can affect those electrical signals. Number one, okay, but also many other things can affect it. Uh, you know, um, because there could be a stiffening of of of, uh, of an artery that that can affect it. There can be, you know, many things that affect it and cause atrial fibrillation. Now, you have to understand that once it starts, if you leave it for a long period of time, the harder it is to manage or the harder it is to reverse if you're trying to reverse it, okay? So, number one, go to your doctor. Make sure that your heart's in, in good shape. Things that can help with things like that would be, my suggestion would be things like hawthorn berry. If you're looking for a natural approach that can help you uh, put you in the right direction, Hawthorn berry, it's very, uh, very good thing uh, that can help with that. These are types of things that have been used in in Europe on a regular basis, and I did a whole uh, article on this. Um, in Europe, they use it for regularly. In addition to their heart medications, they use this for heart failure patients of class one, two, and three heart failure patients. They use things like hawthorn berry. Um, again, magnesium. I would suggest magnesium, maybe five to six hundred milligrams of magnesium. That has been shown to help relax the, va relax the vascular system, help with endothelial function. 
uh, grapeseed extract, another thing that can help with this types of issue. But also studies have shown that people with, uh, with atrial fibrillation on a regular basis have actually low levels of DHA. Okay, that's been recent studies that I've sh that I've um, talked about. So um, I would suggest DHA, maybe maybe six to eight hundred milligrams of DHA, maybe a thousand milligrams of DHA, if you're having a, an issue with that. Essential fatty acids are very important to cardiovascular health as well. So again, um, hawthorn berry, um, DHA, magnesium, grapeseed extract. Um, these things have been shown to help people with this type of issue. But you got to remember, it's you know, again, if you're dealing with this type of issue, you also have to do things to reduce stress. You, uh, uh, in your email, you said that you it happens to you a lot of times when you're stressed. So you you want to do things also to reduce stress. If you're in a high stressful situation on a regular basis, that's another thing. Managing lifestyle, managing stress, very very important because you can take all these nutrients in the world, but if you're not managing your stress then you're just going to, you know, you're going to keep that cycle going, okay? So, I hope this, uh, I hope this helps with you. Uh, again, if you have a question for me, you can go to wellnesstalk at hotmail.com. Um, that's it for this week. If you guys have a question, uh, just uh, ask me during the week. Otherwise, everyone have a great week. I will see you next week. Take care and be well. If dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen. A lot of us are looking for ways to start our day feeling more joy and appreciation. And while some of us write gratitude lists or do yoga, others pour themselves a bowl of their favorite cereal, Honey Nut Cheerios. Because not only are Honey Nut Cheerios delicious, they can help lower cholesterol as part of a heart-healthy diet. So maybe the secret to a great mood all day is a little yoga. Then writing your gratitude list over a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. Learn more about a heart-healthy lifestyle at Cheerios.com. Check out the latest footwear innovation from Adidas, the AdiZero Adios Pro 2, which features carbon fiber energy rods that are both lightweight and precisely tuned for a more anatomical transition. Everything from the ultra-light polyester upper to the re-sculpted midsole and the reinvented outsoles are designed for speed. Visit adidas.com to learn more today. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments. Where bold moves require confident blueprints. Where you can accelerate transformation through consistency. Where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. 
Learn more at saic.com slash cloud.